This is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. I got to tell you, we got some great news for you this morning. There is something stirring on the campus of Auburn that is worth noting. What do you have, Alex? Yeah, this was cool. This was, they had this um, campus worship and a couple people wanted to get baptized. And then that turned into 200 students going out by this lake by a barn about a mile from where they were meeting and with hundreds surrounding this spontaneous baptism service that went on till like midnight. Beautiful. Coolest thing. And, you know, if you think back to the revival at Asbury, it's so exciting when you see these little things pop up. But yeah, Auburn University, if you've not heard about this, I hadn't heard about it till yesterday. But look it up. Some really cool pictures of students gathered around a lake by a barn with students going in the water and declaring that they're putting their faith in Jesus and getting baptized. How beautiful. It's a really cool thing. Really I'll post cool. it on Facebook for you if you haven't seen it. Yeah, check that out, Boom Crew, and be believing God for great things. Look, at the end of the day, there is so much going on. I mean, come on. Uh, we're the first uh, you, state in the United States of America to be, what's this called? Uh, it's part of the Safety Act. It's the no cash bail. No cash bail. And look, at at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I've been thinking a lot about this and I get, this, this is pretty simple for me. I, I think that one of the great gifts that God has given us is authorities and leadership. And one of the great gifts that we have as a society and one of the prayers that the Apostle Paul had is that we pray for peace so that the gospel can go out. And we live in a world that is in a lot of upheaval, and it seems like each person is doing as they see fit uh, from the book of Judges. But um, I think we're going to find a time here that we're going to see as a nation that actions without consequences, and I'm not saying no cash bail is that, because no cash bail doesn't mean that everybody will run scot-free. Right. It just simply means there's no ability to detain people that could be nefarious with regard to some more actions that come down the road. Some are, some are innocent, right? Because you're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. But it's... If you've ever raised children, you know the value for that little kid of consequences. Sure. And you know the value of things like time out and in conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we look at what's going on in our world today and we immediately go to rancor or disappointment or throw our hands up. But what we're seeing come out of Auburn is the greatest hope that we have. And that is that the spirit of God would bring renewal and revival into the hearts of people. Look, I'm just like you guys. I look at what goes on in our world. We don't talk about a lot of this stuff very often. I see the assault on the nuclear family. I see a very neo-Marxist approach to politics now that I have never witnessed. I'm 63 years old. We've always had different sides of issues. But there seems to be a manifestation of a lack of an understanding of God, or should I say, each man is their own God, that the long tail effect of this, history proves, never ends well, but God. Right, Allie? Yeah. But God. Yeah. 
And you see something like this, especially with young people. Yeah. And it's exciting. It's thrilling. It's really exciting. I mean, what would make a, a bunch of college kids go and stand out at a lake? The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Period. Full stop. And I think sometimes we look at the... We look at the world, we look at our own lives, and we live in the natural. We rationalize in the natural. We plot in the natural. But God doesn't do anything powerful in the natural. It's true. Nothing. Nothing of power. Nothing of consequences in the natural. It's always in the supernatural. Which leads to a question I want to ask here this morning. What is spiritual power? What is it, Allie? Whew. What is spiritual power? What is it, Young Thunder? What is it, Super Day? Holy Spirit power. Yeah, power yeah, from yeah, Holy but, Spirit. But what is it? What is what is spiritual power? Well, I mean, I think it's it's it, it manifests itself in many different ways. I mean, there's big things like the miracles we see. You know, the the apostles do healing a man, helping him walk when he's never walked okay. before. That's spirit power, no question. But also, it's spirit power that uh, you know. I drove in this morning and got stuck in traffic and, and wasn't yelling in my car Yeah, uh, because it's power to do something that otherwise I am incapable to do. That's it's good. That I think, I think the tendency is to probably categorize power in the former. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But is it possible that the greatest displays of power are in God's ability to work in us to do the supernatural, as in responding in an out-of-this-world way to very adverse situations. Yeah. You know 100%. what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So sometimes we're looking for, the, for that outward display of power. Mm -hmm. But what if the greatest display of power is an inward Calm and resolve to trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding. Right? Yeah. And that's the, I, I firmly believe, look, having been a pastor as many years as I have, that's the acid test of power. And uh, boy, have I got a story for you coming up here in just a moment. How is spiritual power put on display? I saw it face to face. His face shone like an angel, man. Precious guy, great leader. Yep, in Burundi. Hang on. Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. It was the 29th of October, 1993, that the world changed in Burundi. It was a week after the assassination of the president of Burundi. And it ushered in and actually resulted in 13 years of civil war. 300,000 people massacred, 1.2 million people displaced. But when you see someone who was involved in that in, in a way that's almost hard to get your brain around, it's, it's overwhelming to see the power of God in someone's life like this. His name's Bosco, and to stand looking at this guy who's now the leader of GLOW, he oversees 23 different mission organizations that work together in concert. GLOW funds these mission organizations. GLOW is a phenomenal ministry based here stateside that funds national ministries around the globe. But in Burundi, they're doing a great work. 
Bosco oversees those 23 organizations. They're great. Youth for Christ, Evangelism Explosion. Wow. Just great, great ministries. Bosco was seven years old when the president was assassinated in Burundi. It ushered in huge tribal conflicts, vicious hatred between the Hutus and the Tutsis. It was 5 a.m., and they got word that there was um, a group coming their way. The dad and one of the daughters uh, ran into the swamp to escape. Their hope was that if the men were out of there, these guys were going to leave the women and children alone. That was not the case. He came into his village, and they began to beat on the front door. They decided to flee out the back. But there was a whole group of warriors there with bows and arrows, hmm. picking them off one by one. Most were still trapped in the home. Bosco's mama had struggled with some swelling in her legs and wasn't real mobile. Bosco fled and ran as hard as he could. He waited about an hour in the woods, and then he headed back into his, his area of his home. He knew that there were some guys still around there, but he had to see if his mom was okay, and he went inside the home, and there his mom had been, let me just say this, gently here, her limbs, all four, had been removed, and she was still alive. Seven-year-old boy knelt down beside his mama, picked up her head in his arms, and hugged her, said, Mom, I love you. He ran into the woods with his little sister. Of those 15 people that were in that house hiding out, two survived. Bosco ran and actually was looking for some kind of a safe place somewhere. Seven years old. You with me on this one? They actually uh, took a wrong turn and found themselves wandering into a camp that had a few guys sitting on a veranda. They saw the two children, and they ran inside their homes for their machetes. And the chase was on. Little Bosco and his sister ran, 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 ran. And by God's grace and mercy, they ran toward a Catholic church that had a Belgian priest who took them in and told the marauders, you don't touch these children. At the age of 14, being cared for and nurtured in a home now with disciples of Jesus Christ, he was introduced to the love of God and the power of God. Bosco surrendered his life to Jesus Christ. And he had a heart to minister to the people of Burundi, not just his own tribe, but even to those that had killed his mom and his dad and his siblings. He started a ministry, guys, for widows and orphans of this civil war. Wow. I visited this ministry. He has secured... Many hectares, which is multiple acres, 
many hectares of land to create areas where they can grow foods and not as in one woman that I spoke with sitting on the steps of this incredible little compound, no longer needing to make bootleg beer. And as this joyful woman said, prostitute myself out to men for just a few pennies. They now have a place to grow food, to raise their children, and it's happening. Wow. What's amazing is, is that Bosco has found a safe place for the widows. The widows of the men who took his mama's life. You know, we can talk about God's power all day long, right, guys? Yeah. But God's power is best on display through the restraint, the holy restraint of Bosco to get revenge and instead to show love. Nothing more powerful than that. We walked into a classroom as we were walking up a hill. I said, I got to get to this classroom because what I heard was singing and chanting and cheering. Come around the corner, and here's the widows and all their children. Probably in that room were 150 women and children. Most awesome display of praise and worship you can imagine. Can't even imagine. All because a seven-year-old boy believed God. Vengeance is mine. I will repay. Everything's good here, Bosco. We think about the power of God, and I want you to think about the power of God today in your life. How in the world do you get that kind of power? How do we get the kind of power that exercises such restraint and displays such love? How? Your spiritual pit stop to keep you going in the race. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, guys, we're talking about power. What is spiritual power? Why is this question so important? How is spiritual power put on display? And I think the big one is, how do we take hold of it? Check this out. I'm going to do this quickly here. This is on Isaiah 40, verse 27. Listen along and maybe mark this up in your Bible later. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, which is simple. That's a simple one to understand. God doesn't see me. Yeah. And my right is disregarded by my God, meaning where do I plead my case? Yeah. Who's, where are you? Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who, hears the word, wait for the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It's a very important verse, very important word here. Kyle and Dale are probably the 
I would say the foremost authorities on Hebrew commentary and their statement on this little verse with the word weight in it says this, faith is all that is needed to ensure a participation in the strength which he so richly bestows and so powerfully enhances. Wow. Faith. Waiting is faith placed squarely in God. I think this explains faith better than we can sometimes try to do in our own words because, you know, faith is so much more than putting a chair out there in a room and saying, do you believe in that chair? Yes, I believe in that chair. Well, faith is displayed. This has commonly been done for years by someone saying, oh, yeah, I put I put my faith in that chair. I display that I trust this chair will hold me up because I sit down in it. Right. That seems so weak compared to the story of Bosco, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It does. But faith and waiting on God is entrusting yourself to God fully when the chips are down and you say, do you hear me? Who's got my back? <laughs> And God says, I give strength and power like you know not of if you will but throw yourself in utter dependence on me. And I don't know why this morning this is so important, but it is for you. Today is your day to put all your faith in God. Some of you have never done this before. You've never had a first step of faith, not faith like this. Those that wait upon the Lord, trust in him fully. Oh, I know we talk about raising hands. Allie's good on that one. Hands go in the air. Do you believe in Jesus? Yeah, I believe in Jesus. No, no, no. I'm asking you, are you putting your full faith and trust in Jesus? Evidenced by power. Power not to do great things, but to withstand evil things. That's power. Let's make sure you got that faith. Coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Let's be certain of that. Stick around if you can. Going from believers of Jesus to followers of Jesus. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Hey guys, I want to take a moment here. I just feel prompted in the spirit. It's very interesting what God is doing here today. It's thrilling actually because we sense the spirit of God moving here powerfully this morning. And we're glad that you're here. It's very it's very easy to claim faith in Jesus but not have it at all. Agreed? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's one of the great deceptions that we have in this world today. I call it an illusion of salvation. Jesus was very clear in Matthew 7. He says, many are going to say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, and he's going to say, I never knew you. And they will say back to him, we preached in your name, we cast out demons in your name, and we did mighty works in your name. So the question has to be, how can people be so spiritually active and so spiritually disconnected? And all I can tell you is this. We got a prince in power of the air, and he is trying to pull the wool over our eyes every moment of every day. But what we find here in Isaiah 40 is probably one of the best evidences of really the power of God to save, to heal, to restore, to give strength, to take weary bones and make them strong, yeah. 
to cause a person like, if you didn't hear it before, you'll hear it a little bit later on, a man like Bosco in Burundi to not take vengeance upon those that cut the limbs off of his mama while she was still alive and he hugged her dying body. Said, I love you, Mom, but a seven-year-old boy could do nothing. There was nothing to be done. And he had to run into the woods. But then one day, many years later, he now ministers to the widows of the enemy tribe. Those that warred against his own family. You can only chalk that up to the power of God. See, we, we live at such a surface level here. We, we just do. And look, I know that we got to get to work and we got to do this and we got this, uh, we got to run some errands today and we got kids we got to pick up. But I'm asking you to quiet your heart right now and I want you to ask yourself do I really know what faith in Jesus is? Do you? Until you come to the end of yourself, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Now, I want to tell you some good news. If you find yourself spiritually bankrupt in this moment, God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, is telling you and whispering in your ear, you don't know me, but you can. You can. You can trust that voice. Satan would never say that. He would never utter those words, but you can know him. You might say how. Those that wait upon the Lord. Kylan Dalich, they say that this is the ultimate ends of trusting God. This is the abandonment of self into the arms of God. That's how we find the power of God. That's how people are born again. Nicodemus wondered, how can you be born again, Jesus? How, what do you mean? You're born again by the water and by the Spirit, and the Spirit of God is at work right now. If you find yourself broken in this moment and feel like, shoot, Carl, I don't know if I've ever been in a more sobering place in my life where I see a need for God. Praise God for that. You might have been listening here for years. It doesn't matter. Today's your day of salvation. How? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Now what that means is that you take an honest assessment of your life, all the substitute gods that you've tried to derive life from, You need to say, I consider them all rubbish to take hold of a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ, who's filling me with his spirit. And this is how. Believe that Jesus died for your sins and that you need it. Can you say yes to that? Good. Say to Jesus, today I'm turning off this broad path. I'm turning away from the broad path that leads to destruction, and I'm on the one path that leads to life. I today am saying I am trusting Jesus to be the leader of my life today, tomorrow, next week, and all the way to eternity. I give my life to Jesus totally, no holding back. 
See, there's no salvation for 80% commitment. There's no salvation for 99% commitment. But a heart that is totally abandoned to Jesus Christ, he will save completely. Completely. So is that you? Today you say, I give my life to Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Today, I finally put a stake in the ground. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Today. You believe that Jesus died for your sins? Good. You believe he rose from the dead? Great. Today, are you ready to repent of your sins? Turn around, confess it all to Jesus, and maybe even through tears say, Jesus, I give you my life. Good. Today is your day of salvation. I'm going to pray for you right now, and then Allie's going to give you a link that we're going to want you to respond to. We want to help you in your first steps with Jesus. But let me just pray for you, Father, right now in this holy moment, I pray. I pray that the work that you've begun would be proven to be carried out to completion until the day of Christ Jesus right now. That streams of living water would fill this life right now. Yeah, I'm praying for you. That you would show them that today is a new day because a new life has been born. The old is gone. The new has come. Thank you. Thank you for the working of your Holy Spirit. There is no one like you, God. There is no one like you. We'll give you praise. and We're filled with joy for our friend right now, you, who are giving their life to Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray it. Amen. If that's you, just text the word WELCOME to 312-274-9624. Just the word WELCOME to 312-274-9624. Nine six two four. I'm just going to send you an article that's got some next steps. So send welcome to three one two two seven four nine six two four. Yeah, man. We'll respond. We'll just shout out the last four numbers of your telephone number, just so that you know. Wow, this is awesome. My new life is already seen by someone here on earth, but mainly it's seen by God. He sees. Text word welcome to three one two. Two seven four, nine six two four. I'll say it slow. Some of you are saying, "Man, I've never done this before." Text the word "welcome" to three one two two seven four nine six two four. New to the show? Stick around for a while. We're Carl and Crew mornings. What a savior he is! Celebrating with you, ninety seven fifty two. Welcome to the family. Zero eight eight five. Two six four nine six one six eight nine one two three. Welcome to the family. Wow, best decision you've ever made. Ever, ever. And you know what? You might say, I don't even know how that happened. It, it, the truth is, the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is a pneuma, a wind. And Jesus Himself said that where it sets, we don't know. You know, wind you can't see, but the effect of it you can. And you're the effect of the wind of the Holy Spirit today. Yep. God's changing you, isn't he, my friend? How sweet is that? Coming up here in a little bit, we're going to break this down. We're going to talk about this power of God. What is spiritual power? 
Why is this question so important? Let's deal with that one. Why is this so important? Why? What's this got to do with our everyday life? We'll break it down. Going from believers of Jesus to followers of Jesus. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Right, man. Uh, That shift is desperately needed in our culture today, and we're, we're seeing it here. It's good to be with you guys, Boom Crew. We love you. Of why, Allie, is this question of spiritual power so important? Why? Well, because as as the Christ follower, if we don't live with spiritual power, then what is it that separates us from the rest of the world? Great, great. And I've been reading in Ecclesiastes lately, and it talks all about, you know, vanity, vanity, or all of life is meaningless. And it's, it's this weird little book, but that really delves into the reality that things happen in life that to the good and to the evil. Yep. We see good people experience terrible things. Yes. We see evil people prospering, yep. and it's hard to make sense of it. And so how do you live in a world where it seems like we know God is in control, but it can feel like things happen somewhat randomly? God, I've been faithful to you. Why am I going through this? Well, the our answer is spiritual power. It doesn't give us the why, but it gives the, us the how to, to live life yeah, in the, right these on. fallen bodies, in this fallen world. Spiritual power is what gets us through the day. It really is. Yeah, coming up in this next hour, we're going to break down the story of Bosco again. Uh, sometimes you run into people that have this sense, you look at them and you get a distinct sense that there's a deep, wide, fresh river running right through your soul. That's Bosco. And the reason that we're talking about spiritual power today is that oftentimes we look for the manifestation of spiritual power in the, uh, what would I say, the overt things, the things that are kind of out there. Mm-hmm. But the spiritual power that is in here, oh, right, guys? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it transcends everything. I mean, just looking at this passage in Isaiah that talks about the faint, the weary, the exhausted, that's kind of more internal. Yeah. That waiting for the Lord to renew your strength is much more about what's happening on the inside than the outside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a sustaining strength. Yes. It's not a displaying strength. It's a sustaining it's a strength. sustaining. Yep. Power to the faint. That's sustaining strength. Powerful that's thing, man. The king is alive. You believe it, guys? Oh, yeah. Give him Every praise day. today. He's alive. The tomb is empty. This is why we're here. If we weren't talking about the risen Christ, we're bouncing, right, guys? Oh, yeah. Let's get uh-huh. out of here. New to the show? We're glad you're here. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. There's a lot of good things going on around our nation. There's a definite sense. It's really cool. You know, have you ever been in a room where somebody senses something and you don't? What do you you mean? Uh, About the movement of the spirit. Oh. Where someone says, man, I really sense God is doing something. Oh, yes, yes. And you're like, I can't honestly say. Sure. We got a worship leader at 180 Chicago. His name's Corey Pelly. He's seen the hand of God move. And he says, guys, we're, we're, we're sitting on a powder keg here. God's moving. Hmm. I said, really, Corey? He said, yeah, God's moving, man. Wow. He said, God's moving. 
He says, I've seen this before. And he's, you know, Corey, I love these young men who've been beat up enough and they've got war wounds spiritually to, they've been to battle. They know what it is to fight the good fight. And it's a joy for me as a pastor to have men around me who are men of faith, who believe God for great things and see things that I don't always see. And you know what? That's okay. I'm thinking of Jehoshaphat. You know, Jehoshaphat, what a guy. He had his tookie in a squisher one day. All the armies had come across from what is now Jordan. And they were aligned against the nation of Israel. And they had come to the En Gedi, which is the one place where you can kind of get fresh water and get your troops restored and kind of hang out. And it's in this arid desert right on the Dead Sea. What a contrast, right? Dead Sea, En Gedi, right there. You got this Dead Sea and then just uh, hundreds of feet up from it in elevation, there's En Gedi right there. Wow. This is where David could have killed Saul. Same place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot went down wow. in En Gedi. A lot of people have been refreshed at En Gedi. Jehoshaphat, he's a good leader. He let some young buck speak up. This young guy said, I, I heard a word from the Lord. Yeah, well, what's that? He said, we got to put the worship leaders out in front of the army. On that day, you might think, not a good day to be on the worship team. <laughs> You're not on the worship team. Why woman. did you hear that we need to be in the front? <laughs> All right, worship team to the front. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> they're, they're like... Uh, I'm back up vocals. I think I'm going to be way back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, the worship team to the front, and we're going to watch God deliver us. Worship team came to the front. They never lifted a sword. Jehoshaphat snuck up on, an, on the ledge, looked over the top, and goes, wow. God confused these boys. What, what was going down as they were coming through this pass, coming after uh, the the armies of Jehoshaphat, he, they, were, they were probably counting the chickens before they were hatched, and they were probably arguing over all the plunder that they were going to get. Who knows exactly what went down, but they wound up killing one another. And you got you to gotta look at that, and that's a, that's a great illustration of a king that's humble enough to listen to a kid that goes, let's put the worship team out in front. We're going to praise God. And we're going to watch his hand move. Even though you didn't hear from the Lord, Even you believe though, that this kid did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes God's plan is, because I'm a, I'm a type A leader. If God's fixing to move, I want to know about it. Okay? Yeah. I want to know. I want the inside skinny. I want to know. But I'm just thrilled that one guy knows. God's on the move. 
It's happening all around the world. Things are going on in Auburn that are just crazy right now. Yeah, really cool. If you haven't seen this story, it's out of Auburn University in Alabama. They had this uh, cool worship gathering, Unite Auburn, and it was really well attended, uh, packed out. They had a worship band and uh, speakers. And then at the end, a student said they wanted to get baptized. Well, they didn't have like the the traditional, you know, the tub or whatever that you normally use for baptism. So they said, let's go out to the lake. And so they went like a mile away to this barn where there's a lake next to it. And that one student turned into 200 students who getting ended up baptized. getting baptized in the lake that night. Went on till midnight. The football coach, Auburn's Hugh football Freeze. coach, ended up jumping in to help with the baptisms. Really cool story. I posted it on our Facebook page if you want to check it out there or just search for it. Uh, you can find it at not everywhere. It's not being widely reported, I'll tell you that much, but it's out there. Yeah, one of the things that we're going to have to do in a post-Christian nation is, first off, Ali's journalism degree, one thing you learned early on as a kiddo, if it bleeds, it leads. Unfortunately, right? yes. And the one thing that will never be bloody enough to make mainstream media is spiritual awakenings at Auburn where 200 kids are getting baptized and the head coach of the football team is taking <laughs> part in this thing. It is. I mean, the pictures and the video, it is so cool to see all these young people gathered around the lake. They're celebrating these new followers of Jesus being dunked on. It's it just and then there's like car lights that are lighting up the scene. Someone's got their headlights on so, so that you good. can see what's happening because it's pitch black out there. Really cool thing. So today we're talking about spiritual power. What is it? Why is this question so important? Why is talking about spiritual power so important? Because if we don't walk through this life with spiritual power as Christ followers, we are missing out. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We've missed out. We've missed out. What it, what is the point? I mean, I that's I know that sounds dramatic, but No, you're right. What's the point of following Christ if we're not going to walk in power? I, I I tell you, I come back to this time and again. The whole admonition of the book of Galatians is, are you going to walk in your own strength here or are you going to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit? What are you going to do? What are we going to do? We ask that question to you, to ourselves. Yeah. We were constantly confronted with this. Am I going to lean on my own understanding here or am I going to trust God? Am I going to walk in my own power? Am I going to lean into the power of God? Big time. Taking next steps with Jesus each and every day. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Spiritual formation or discipleship is all about us being apprentices of our leader, Jesus. We are learning, growing, stumbling, falling get wounds that turn into God willing sacred scars that we can look to and go hey look kids look where your dad and mom learned some things here along the way yeah but the question is are you really on the path and my great concern if you're new to the crew you need to know this if you've been around here a while you know this full well my great concern is the untold millions of people that darken the doors of Bible preaching churches every weekend that have an illusion of salvation. The funny thing is, is that we often talk about my story or Jonathan's, but if you've been like Allie herself, churched, mm -hmm. 
the illusion of salvation is one of the greatest maladies that we have in American Christianity yeah. today. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's think when you think about it, culturally, still, even now, in a post-Christian world, many people would say, yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian. And they would say it in the same way that, that they would say, oh, yeah, I, bo- I support a certain team. Or I belong to a certain, I have a membership to a certain club. Or it's just kind of like, yeah, if I had to define myself, I would say I'm, yeah, I'm a Christian. And it gets so muddy because it goes, what what does that mean? Yeah. When so many people say it. Yeah. And and, uh, the question is, can you be spiritually active and be totally lost and disconnected from God? And the answer is absolutely. I go back to it time and again, and I'll do it now. Matthew 7. Jesus said, many will say to me, this Sermon on the Mount, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, and I'm going to say, I never knew you. Now, they're going to appeal with this. Jesus, we, we baptized in the name of Jesus. We preached in the name of Jesus. We cast out demons in the name of Jesus. We did mighty works all in the name of Jesus. And he's going to say, I never knew you. What's this mean? You can be incredibly spiritually active in your local church and not be born again. And you might say, come on, Carl. How can we be born again? You're born of the Spirit and water. The Holy Spirit has to convict you deeply of your sin. And you and those of us that appeal to our great spiritual activity as evidence of faith, good gracious, we had some folks from a cult knock on our door the other night. My wife, she's so good. She just handled them so well. She said, I really want to implore you to dig more deeply on this because what you're selling out to is not the real Jesus. It was awesome. Oh, wow. I'm up in the kitchen around wow. the corner going, <laughs> she, she's got this handled okay. <laughs> That's good stuff. But guys, do you know the real Jesus? And the question is, how do we know if we know the real Jesus? That's a good question. But it's all about power. And it's not about power on display even for the world to see. It's something that God deposits in you that is almost, it's almost the secret place that you go with God and he moves. Check this out. This is on Isaiah 40. Verse 27, why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God, meaning, where is God? And by the way, why is nobody taken up for me here? It's a great question. And this is the answer. Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Here it is. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who, and here's the word, wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk. And not faint. I've got one question for you this morning. Have you ever really waited for God by faith? Have you ever gotten to the point where it was you waiting for God to deposit his power in your life or nothing else would work? 
Kyle and Dale, it's your Old Testament commentators. They're phenomenal. Long since gone under their reward. This is what they say about this, this word wait. Faith is all that is needed to ensure a participation in the strength which he so richly bestows and so powerfully enhances. And so I just want to ask you very candidly, have you taken this initial step of faith, the first step of faith into salvation with Jesus Christ? And I want you to be careful. Don't let pride, don't let cultural pressure, don't let years of, I've gone to church, don't let all that stuff cloud this question I have for you right now. I don't care how spiritually active you've been. Have you felt the power of God made your weary bones strong? Have you? Do you know the power of God to give you victory in your life, in the inner man, in the inner woman? Now, I can't answer that question for you, but you know who can the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit searches our heart in deep ways that we can't even understand. And if the Holy Spirit, the pneuma, is blowing into your life this morning, praise God. God down an appointment here for you today. You say, well, where do I go from here, Carl? What, what is this to wait? If this wait and experiencing the power of God by faith in Jesus Christ really is the answer, what do I do? I'll tell you what to do, because Jesus said it. you got to come to grips with the fact that you're a sinner. Yeah, here we are in this modern society, and no other radio stations talking like this this morning in Chicago, Liam, but I'm willing to say it. You're a sinner. You know what sinning means? It means to miss the mark. It's an archery term. It means to miss the bullseye, and we can't hit it. But through Jesus Christ, we can be made righteous. We can hit the mark. So it's admitting you're a sinner. That's a humble thing. Oh, it's, we live in a world that's pointing fingers left and right. Or half-measured admitting, yeah, I've got some things wrong with me. No, I'm not asking you to say you got some things wrong with you. I'm asking you to say, I missed the mark. I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. Yeah. I'm asking you to go all in. You got to humble yourself to do that. You got to go humble yourself. You got to believe, according to Romans, that God raised Jesus from the dead. And you might say, man, I don't have any archaeological evidence. The Spirit of God, the Pneuma, will blow the evidence into your soul right now and begin to work in your heart in very powerful ways. You might say, what do, where do I go from here, Carl? The most powerful, redemptive word in the New Testament that I find for authentic faith is repent. This is your moment. It means to turn around. We're born on a broad path that leads to destruction, and Jesus says, Come here, all who are weary and heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He's saying, come here. You know how you come to Jesus? You got to repent. That means turn around because you're born with your back to Jesus. So if today is your day of salvation, and you're willing to swallow your pride, you're willing to look past all your spiritual activity, 
all the things that you thought should have earned you a place with Jesus and admit to Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need a savior. And today I repent. Welcome. Welcome in to the family of God. And you know what's cool right now is there's a big, huge sense in your life like you are at the epicenter of the universe. That's because God's love can focus down on you and shine a spotlight on your soul and say, come to me, kid. And he's doing that work right now in your life. And it's awesome. So I want to ask you a few questions here. Let's just seal this thing up right now. Do you believe you're a sinner? Just say it. Speak it out in your car, in your home, in your office. Office workers, they don't know what you're doing. Just say yes. Yes. <laughs> you believe God rose from the dead and his power is working your life today. Just say yes. Yes. Are you ready to repent? Turn around. Give your life to Jesus fully. Every bit of you. By the way, repentance means 180 degrees. You're not leaving anything pointed back at this world. You're pointed all at Jesus right now. Say, I am. I am. And in just a moment, Allie's going to give you a key word for you to send to our text line here. And we're going to send you a document back. But let me pray for you. Father, thank you for this work that you're doing in hearts right now. I praise you from the bottom of my heart, God, that you are alive and active in a world of chaos. You bring life. And Lord, I praise you that your promises, they're so, they're so real. And I thank you for the joy of our salvation and that we can return to our first love at any given moment and just come back to you time and again and say thank you for this great day of salvation. And Lord, for my friends here right now, this is for you. Today is their day of salvation. Thank you for it. Irrigate their soul with your love. In Jesus' name, amen. If that's you, just text the word welcome to 312 274 9624. Just one word, welcome 312 274 9624. You're going to get a link back from us that just gives you a little bit more information, some next steps. So, again, welcome to 312 274 9624. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, here uh, about an hour ago, Allie, we had a good handful of folks yeah. that new to the crew, never texted a word in here before. And that might be you right now. We want to welcome you. Even if you've been listening here for a long time, send in a bunch of keywords, maybe commented, but today is your day of salvation. You know today you are now born again. Text word welcome. We'll help you take some first steps to 312-274-9624. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.